Welcome to the True Creator Podcast. I'm Allison Holly, intuitive guide, channel, and sacred sexuality coach. I'm also the author of the book, The Era of the True Creator. Each week, and with each new episode, I'll be sharing what it means to be a true creator, exploring the full spectrum of our multidimensional selves through a variety of topics, from the very human to the highly cosmic. If you are awakening and expanding into your multidimensional self, this is your place. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Um, Making sure everything's working. So uh, welcome to today's live show. I am going to be sharing with you some really personal stuff. Um, also, in case you haven't been here with me before, I am doing this both on Instagram and Facebook, so if you see me looking back and forth, that's what's going on. Um, so I'm going to be sharing my sexual awakening story with you, and um, you know, just as a little intro, this story and all of this that I'm going to be sharing with you is pretty personal stuff. Um, I think there is often this idea that if somebody's doing something, then it's easy for them because they wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't easy. But I will tell you that this isn't exactly easy for me to share all of this information. However, I do it because it's really important to me that other people know um, what's you know what my story is, what my background is. My goal is to be the teacher that I wish that I had while I was going through all of this stuff. And so I share openly because I want to offer to you that I've been through it and um, and share with you. Maybe you'll identify with my story, but that doesn't necessarily mean that this is all really easy for me to share. Um, so I'm just going to dive right in. Uh, in case we haven't met, my name is Allison. I am an intuitive guide and a sexuality coach. And um, what that means is that I am able to tune in intuitively and um, use my uh, intuitive ability. Some people call it psychic. It's a little bit different for me. I do channeling work and things like that. And um, I use those gifts that I have to tune in and understand what's going on with you and the people that I work with in terms of their life purpose and their sexuality. So how did I get to where I am now? Um, That's the story I'm going to share with you. So to start way at the beginning, I was actually raised Mormon. So I grew up in the LDS church, and that formed a lot of my beliefs around sexuality. Um, I don't know if you have that experience or how much you know about that church, but I'll just give you a little bit of background Um, some of the things that I learned were really around sexuality not being okay to express really ever. Um, that was the message that I received, but the teachings in that particular church are that, um, sex is very sacred. That's the way that it's presented. Um, however, the way that it came in to my life is that sex was not okay, Um, I think that we're all sexual beings. I know this. And then we're born into whatever circumstances and that can really color 
how we uh, allow ourselves to move forward in life. And I was a very sexual being, you know, I was just, I had a lot of that energy in me. I still do. And when I was growing up in this church, in the Mormon church, what ended up happening was I got this message that I really needed to shut that down. So some of the things that I learned when I was in this church are, um, you know, that masturbation is wrong, that it's not okay um, ever, that sex is for procreation and that it's very sacred. Um, in the Mormon church, they actually wear undergarments and they're meant to be worn all the time, even while having sex. So your body is really never exposed. Um, and, you know, I, I, in saying all of this, I want to express that I have a deep respect for all religions. They're all wonderful. They're all serving their purpose. I'm just trying to give you a background as to what I experienced growing up and why my sexuality was so shut down. So I, um, in this particular church, one of the teachings is that uh, there are three major sins. And the first major sin is murder. The second major sin is having sex outside of marriage. So you can imagine the amount of guilt and shame that was built around my sexuality for this reason. Having sex outside of marriage was considered the second most um, unforgivable sin, essentially. And so that's the, the idea and the programming that I had behind sexuality. Also, um, I remember specifically being in church and Sunday school and hearing different messages about, you know, um, sex is really sacred. In fact, it's so sacred, we're not even going to talk about it. Um, and masturbation is wrong. Um, you know, it's really only between a man and a woman. So uh, anything outside of heterosexual uh, monogamous sex inside of a marriage was really looked at as very, very sinful. Um, in fact, when I was growing up, I didn't even know that homosexuality wasn't really shown as something that was real. Um, it was communicated to me that it was more of a mental illness. So if you felt that you were homosexual, there was some sort of mental illness that needed to be worked through. Often it was sort of described as like a demon being in your body that, um, you know, was kind of or influencing you that you were being influenced by the devil. So I know that's pretty heavy, <laughs> um, but that is, you know, around my upbringing. Also, I want to share that my parents were really amazing, real, and they're still really amazing people, incredibly loving, and we've all grown as people throughout our lives. However, there was a lot going on at home, too. There was some stuff, you know, some abuse going on at home um, with my parents. And so I was in the midst of all of that. So I ended up having a, I was, I've discovered a lot around this, but essentially what happened is I ended up having a, an autoimmune issue arise that I had right from the moment that I was born because I was born into all of this, you know, um, all of this anger. And I have a lot around my birth story that I've really, really worked through. And it's, it's so amazing. I'll share it another time. But 
Suffice it to say that I also had this health issue that I've been working with my whole life. And I want to mention that because my, moving through my sexual story, moving through my sexual awakening has healed my body on a physical level. What we don't often recognize is that our sexuality and our physical body and our spirituality, they're all continuums and they interact with each other. So if there's trauma and and wounding around sexuality, it's held in the body and that can be the cause for a lot of health issues. So I'm mentioning that now because I have worked through so many of my health issues, particularly this year. It's been a monumental year for that. And it's been in conjunction with me working through so many of these different sexuality beliefs and trauma around just who I am as a person. And that is a very sexual person. So, okay, I've got to look up my notes so that I don't forget all the things that I wanted to share with you. So, um, essentially I was born into this religion. I was raised Mormon and I continued in that religion until I was about 17. When I started, I was still doing, going to church, but I started kind of moving out of, um, the, what, what was really okay in the church. And I started, you know, drinking and, um, messing around with people sexually and, you know, just really kind of like opened up a lot there. Um, but it was really, really conflicted as you can imagine, because I was still going to church and all of these things. I went back and forth for a little bit. By the time that I was 20 or 21, I officially left. The reason that I left that church was because I met a woman who I had feelings for. And this was devastating to me. Um, it was very scary because, as I said, you know, I am someone who dates across the spectrum. I, I'm not heterosexual, I date really all genders. And I was raised in a religion that taught that that wasn't even a real thing, that that was a mental illness. So when these feelings came up, I was terrified. And um, I ended up leaving the church as a result of that because I realized this was genuinely coming up within me. It wasn't being influenced by something outside. And I also discovered that this is kind of how I'd felt my whole life, but I just didn't know that it was an actual thing. Um, because again, I was taught that this was a mental illness. So I left the church and once I did that, things really opened. But again, through this whole part of my story, there was a lot of conflict. There was a lot of me feeling like I want to do this and it's bad and I feel really bad about it. So I was doing all of that across the spectrum. So once I left the church, a lot of things happened. Um, I started dating, you know, more across the spectrum. Um, I actually started drinking and doing drugs. So this wasn't exactly the healthiest time in my life, but huge discoveries were made. Um, I actually then started uh, stripping. I became a stripper. And so all of this kind of went from zero to 60. All of this really opened up and exploded. And I gained a tremendous education from being a stripper. So from the age of, I want to say it was maybe 22 to 24, 25, I was um, an, a nude dancer and I would dance in clubs and um 
it was a real eye-opener for me. It was a huge expansion in terms of my understanding of the world, in terms of my understanding of sex and sexuality. Um, I'll just briefly mention something that's not very well known um, about stripping is that it's about 10% taking your clothes off and it's about 90% talking to people and interacting with people and hearing people's stories. So really, in essence, at a very young age, I was doing sexual counseling with people. I was sitting and talking to people much older than me who were sharing very intimate details with me about their sexuality, about their marriage, about their home life. Um, and it was really interesting. And it was a an intense education. Um, but again, in that period of my life, I was pretty conflicted. I was doing things, but I was hiding a lot of it. I was hiding all of this from my family. Um, so I had this sort of um, day version and night version is kind of how it felt. Things that I was really excited about, I knew within me that stripping was joyful, that it was doing something good for me. I actually knew that on a spiritual level, it was doing something really positive for me. But the messages that I was getting from outside of me said otherwise. And so I kept it all hidden. So we'll fast forward a little bit. I ended up leaving dancing um, and I missed it so much. The reason that I left was because I got quite sick because I was also highly empathic and not conscious of that. And so it caused my physical illness to really flare up and I had a lot of problems. And um, so I had to leave dancing. I got really, really sick. I moved from Portland, Oregon to Idaho um, and I lived with family there. And I just dealt with this physical stuff um, and ended up really being a good move. Of course, all of this fits together into a really beautiful story. This was a good move for me, but um, I did have to leave dancing. So what I ended up doing, I loved pole dancing so much and I missed it so much that I formed a pole dance studio. And um, so that was the next level of my education in terms of sexuality. I formed a pole dance studio and I ran that for five years. And um, during that time, I was, oh man, I was just so busy and I was really going deep into sensuality and sexuality and eroticism understanding how all of this is okay. I had, when I first started this pole studio, um, I actually advertised it as acrobatic, um, pole, pole acrobatics. That's what I called it because I was in Idaho and I was really worried about people thinking that, you know, oh, pole dancing, this is not something that I want to do. I wasn't sure if it would take off. So I called it pole acrobatics. <laughs> and then my very first class, everyone that came was like, I want to learn the sexy stuff. I want to learn how to move my hips and, you know, tell me about the sexy part of pole dancing. So that went out the window right away. And I really discovered through this five years of owning the studio how sensuality is so essential for people moving through the world, specifically women. There was really the safe space that was created where that was the only place that they were able to express their eroticism, express their sensuality, and express 
some of their sexuality as well. And those are different distinctions. Um, and really just dove so much into this. By the way, thank you for the hearts on Instagram. That's really wonderful. And I want to mention, if you have any questions while I'm doing this, please feel free to type them in. I'll be answering questions at the end of uh, telling my story. So feel free to type them in and I will answer them. All right, so another little fast forward. I went from um, owning this pole studio into an incredibly intense spiritual awakening. What I mean by that is at at about year five, um, it was the year 2012. It was right before my birthday, about a month before my birthday. So it was, you know, just uh, seven years ago and about this time. And um, all of the sudden things just exploded open for me. So I had already been a spiritual person. I already believed in intuition and things like that. But what happened at this time was intense. I started having visions. I started being able to see people's energy fields. Time would stand still. I was channeling spontaneously. Um, So I would just, there was a couple times where I just, um, I would feel something coming through and I'd have to park the car And I called my mom, who, again, my family is amazing. I want to keep mentioning that because they have supported me through this entire journey. It's been incredible. So I called my mom, and then words just started coming out. And I was channeling all of this energy. I was having visions, like I said. So a lot of intense things were happening. I ended up going through a breakup at that time. Um, So I was dating someone. We were running the studio together. And we went through a breakup. And so as you can imagine, life just shattered. Everything just kind of broke apart for me at that time. When I went through that, I had to no longer own the studio. It was just too much. I really needed to just let go of everything and focus on my inner self because it was just so intense that I couldn't live life. (laughs) I couldn't show up for other people. It was too much. Um, Also at this time, I met my husband, whom I'm still married to. He is my twin flame. And we discovered each other about six months into my awakening. So I went through the initial part of my awakening, and it just continued, and it was really intense. And then after, you know, in the spring of 2013, I connected with my husband, and we had met before, but we reconnected. So that was a twin flame situation meaning that it was really intense connection it like beyond anything i can really describe and it was also accelerated growth um another misconception that a lot of people have is that when you get together with your twin flame it's just all stars and hearts and unicorns and it's like the love of your life and you've never experienced anything like this before and it's so good while all of that's true it's also the toughest experience that I have ever had. Getting together, connecting, and staying united with my twin flame was incredibly difficult. It was accelerated growth, which meant that I had to let go of so much ego. It was really, really intense. So at that time, we reconnected. I sold the studio, and he and I traveled. We got married and we traveled the world for about three years. 
Um, and then we ended up in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So all of this brings you about to where I am right now, which is when I met, let me just back up a little bit. When I met my twin flame, when I met my husband, all of this, I was actually really promiscuous throughout this whole time. And then when I went through my awakening, I completely shut down that area in my life. I completely shut it down. And I did this because all of the sudden I was seeing energy and I was seeing huge amounts of incongruency with myself and others. And I will tell you that my awakening was so intense that seeing this energy was, it was shocking and it was almost a little bit um, traumatic for me. I suddenly saw all of the incongruencies that we were all um, doing in terms of our sexual energy, and it freaked me out. It really freaked me out. And so I just kind of shut down all of that. I wanted to be totally pure with it. Um, I was I was kind of just really scared to go there. And I just wanted to dive into my spiritual understanding because my crown was opening up, my third eye was opening up. So I wanted to focus on those energy centers. And to be honest, I really, everything from the heart chakra down, I didn't even want to pay attention to it. No, thank you. It was just too much for me. So that is where I was. I got married to the most wonderful man and totally shut down my sexuality. As you can imagine, even in a totally spiritual, um, spiritually focused relationship, that didn't work very well. And we had a lot of issues in that realm. And I want to also say that I take full responsibility for that being the case. You know, although this was a twin flame connection, um, this was definitely my issue that was being brought to the surface. And we both had things that we needed to adjust within that realm, but I completely shut down. And so, you know, we were even at, uh, I think about three years in, you know, when my husband and I met, the, one of the main discussions that we had as we were connecting is the masculine and feminine polarities. And we were diving into this just as friends, really. And we were talking about, you know, in this new awakening, what are the new discoveries around the masculine and feminine? So that was right from the beginning of my awakening. We were talking about sexuality. We were talking about the evolution of our sexuality. And we actually were teaching some of these things to other people. But we weren't having a really great sexual connection because there was so much that was shifting within each of us individually and specifically me. So what ended up happening was we both channel and we're both intuitives and he channeled at one point that we needed to open our marriage in order to continue learning. So we had an open marriage for the final year that we were together. We are now separated. And this is a beautiful thing, and I want to communicate that he and I are best friends. We talk almost every single day. We still have that very divine, very perfect, intimate connection of twin flames, but we're not together. He lives in Bali. So we opened up our marriage, and through this, I discovered that I had put a lid on all of my sexuality. I didn't really know that that's what I was doing until we opened up our marriage and I started finding myself 
wanting to have sex again, which I didn't before. And I realized that it was because I had completely put a lid on that. And I wasn't capable of intersecting spiritual and sexual. So to me, my husband represented spiritual. And these other people that I wanted to date represented open sexuality. They couldn't merge inside of me. I was too scared of merging those. So instead, I kept them separate. And it ended up causing so much tension in our marriage. And I ended up going through this giant sexual awakening at that point. And then as that was happening, our again, our marriage separated. So that's kind of where I am today. Fast forward a little bit. Through the past two years, I have discovered so much about uniting the spiritual and the sexual. I've done specific practices. I've done um, all of these different things. I've channeled so much information around sexuality. And most of my information, actually, I tend to do this thing called literary fasting, where I don't research and I don't look at other books. I don't look on the internet. I tend to just, as much as possible, keep to my own knowledge in terms of um, awakening and sexuality because I want to be able to channel very pure information. So, so much of this information that I have brought through has been the basis of my learning, has been how I've moved through all of this. I've also been um, really blessed to go to a couple different retreats, and I just went to one, um, and I'm very selective. Like I said, I'm either doing like a literary fast or I'm pretty selective with who I listen to in terms of sexuality because um, I, I want that information to be really pure and I use my best judgment and my best intuition around what resonates the most. And so recently I went to a conference up in Denver. It was totally amazing. It's called the um, Erotic Blueprints. Um, coaching. And I went to that and I'm now going to be an erotic blueprints coach because I find this information so fascinating. But most of my information has come directly channeled through me and I've applied it to my own life and have been able to move through so much of this shame and trauma. And now, so let me tell you where I am now (laughs) because it's totally different. My sexual energy is completely running freely through my body. What that has done, as I've allowed the upper chakras and the lower chakras to merge, it has caused me to be able to be truly multidimensional, meaning that I can exist in multi, multiple dimensions at once. I allow myself to be a human and a spiritual teacher and guide. I allow myself to be a channel and a highly sexual person. So all of this has created this merger, and I now feel like a complete person. So my sexual energy is just amazing. It's just huge. (laughs) I live in it all the time. I work with it. I enjoy it. My shame has gone away. Um, I'm always learning. I'm always learning. But I've moved through, you know, dark night of the soul. I've moved through the trauma. I have connected the dots from birth all the way to where I am right now. And things are really, my energy is moving so much more smoothly. 
And like I said at the beginning of this, that has affected my health. That has affected every area of my life. I recently mentioned that I'm single and I'm dating. And um, I realized that I used to think of all of this learning. I used to think, I want my sexual energy to be better so that I can meet someone and be in a relationship. And I didn't like the idea of doing all this work so that I could be single. That didn't make any sense to me. Where I am right now is that I love being single, genuinely. (laughs) And I remember somebody like a year ago even saying this, telling me, oh, I love being single. And I was like, why would you do all that work if you're just going to be single? Um, In fact, when I started doing sexuality coaching, somebody said to me, oh, but you're single. How can you do sexuality coaching if you're single? Like, and, and, you know, her idea was if I'm not in a relationship, how can I be a coach to people? And I thought that is such an interesting ideology, but I used to believe that too. So where I am now is I actually really enjoy dating. I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy connecting And there's not this urgency, all speaking of, (laughs) there's not this urgency within me to, you know, give away everything that I have learned and hunker down and be in a relationship that doesn't feel good. I'm not really there anymore. What I want is genuine connections and I want my own energy to be the main thing that I am experiencing. I want my own energy to shine And then whatever happens with relationships is awesome for me. So I'm not attached to it either way. So that is a huge step for me. And I want to mention that because I think a lot of people, they work on their sexuality just so that they can get into a relationship. But I'll tell you that just having your own sexual energy is incredible. And it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or if you're single and dating or if you're single and not interested in dating. This is such a wonderful practice to cultivate. Okay, so all of that being said, I almost lost connection there. All of that being said, I now have formed an online sexuality course. And this course is an eight-week-long course where I go into all of these things that I have learned over the past 39 years, and specifically the things that I've learned since becoming a sexuality coach and through my channeling and my intuition, all of the information that I've learned there, I bring through and I have put into this eight-week-long course. So this eight-week course, we cover so many different things because I put everything into there. And I've run this course a couple times, and each time I've improved it, this one's going to be seriously the most amazing because even just over the past year, I have so much new information that I'm putting in there. So the things that we cover, we go over how to awaken sexual energy within you, how to merge the spiritual and the sexual, how to move through shame and trauma, which a lot of that, you do that work and you're just going to be bright and amazing and it's going to feel so good move through the shame and trauma. We also go over the masculine and feminine polarities. I did have somebody yesterday ask me this question and they said that they were going to watch this live. So I can't quite tell if they're watching right now, but um, somebody did ask 
about the masculine and feminine polarities and how to know what polarity it is that you're projecting. Um, And this is really helpful information because if you know what you're projecting in certain situations, you can know what you're receiving because that is a polarity. And so you're going to receive the opposite of what you're projecting. So if you're projecting a large amount of feminine, you're going to be receiving a large amount of masculine from the people that you interact with. So it it's not quite that simple, but it does tend to equal out specifically in romantic relationships. So we have an entire unit on that. So I'll just briefly say for the person that asked that question, you can know what you're projecting by what you're receiving. So if you find that you're not receiving a lot of, if you tend to like a lot of masculine energy in your partners while you're dating and you're not receiving that, then you know that you're not projecting a lot of the feminine because it is that polarity. That is a super simplified expression of an entire week-long unit that we're going to be going into in this course. So we cover the masculine and feminine polarities, how to balance them within you, and then also how to project into the world what you want to um, find yourself receiving. We also cover uh, orgasms. We talk about edging. We talk about how to work with your own orgasms, and this is both for mass or for. Um, male and female body people. So we go into how to work with your own particular type of orgasm and how to have lots of different types of orgasm. Um, There are so many (laughs) and they're all really fun and there's more discoveries to be made every day. I am constantly discovering more things. So we go into orgasm. We also go into how to interact with the world And how to, because a lot of times when I've taught this in the past, people generate all this sexual energy and then they don't quite know how to move into the world. I remember the first time that I taught some of these sexual energy generating processes and um, I was teaching a a live, like an in-person class and I had one of the students come back the next week and she said, When I left class last week, I went to the grocery store and everybody was staring at me and I could feel that they all like were wanting to approach me and it was overwhelming and I didn't know what to do. So we go over how to interact with the world, how to move through your life and how to navigate your life as a very highly um, sexual, highly uh, energetic person and, and how to feel comfortable with that. Um, and then we, let's see, what else do we go into? There's so much in there. I almost can't remember all of it. Um, we're also going to have a couple bonuses on this particular course. One of the bonuses is a talk on the masculine and feminine polarities that my husband and I do. And we're going to do this. Um, it's a, you know, like I said, he lives in Bali. So we're doing a, a Skype call together. And we just have this really beautiful discussion around the masculine and feminine polarities and what's happening in the world now. I'm also adding a bonus around sex magic. So sex magic is something that a lot of people ask me about. It's actually very simple and a lot of fun. And so there's a bonus if you sign up for... um, If you sign up for the sexuality course, you get this bonus of learning how to do sex magic, okay? So I've told you all about this course. I would love for you to be in there with me. 
It is only open for registration through the end of this week. So on Friday, that closes, and then we get started Sunday. I already have a small group of people that are going to be in this course. They've already signed up. If this interests you, I would really love to have you in there. Um, to sign up, I'm going to put the link right here. I'm going to just type it in. It's courses.allisonholly.com. And um, when you go there, there are a couple different payment plans. If you are interested, um, we can work with you in terms of what you're able to make payments on because I really want you to feel like you can join. If this is calling to you, I want you in there. It is my life purpose to help other people do the things that I've learned how to do. It is absolutely my purpose. So if, <laughs> yay for sex magic. It is super amazing. Um, so if you are wanting to learn these things, I want to help you. One of the main things, and I said this at the beginning, is if you're having a hard time connecting the sexual realm and the spiritual realm, if you're feeling like those are separate, this is going to help you a lot. I work with people like you all the time. This is my main focus because it's what caused so much pain in my own life. In my own life, it was absolutely horrific. It was terrible. It was so hard. And like I said, it caused health problems. It caused life problems just across the board. It really affected everything. And so if this is something that you identify with, if you're going through relationship issues right now, you know, I work with couples individually and in this course, I've had couples join before and they both took the course um, and it was really amazing for them. They were able to make brand new discoveries. Um, during the last time that I ran this course, I actually had a twin flame couple that joined and that was really fun, uh, specifically for me to watch their interactions and to see how twin flames really are always trying to just find this balance. Hi, Dana. Thanks for the wave. Um, so, you know, whether you're an individual who's dating, whether you're an individual who's in a relationship and you want to join as a couple, this course is really going to help you. So, um, again, it's courses.allisonholly.com. That closes on Friday. If you have any questions, feel free to type them in now. I don't see any. I see a lot of hearts, and I think I know who that is. It's a wonderful, sweet woman from Brazil. I'm going to wave at you. I think that's you. Thanks for all the hearts. Um, and I'm also on Facebook, so forgive me for being distracted. I'm going to type that in right now, courses.allisonholly.com. Um, and again, if you have any questions, let me know. Um, I'm just going to scroll and make sure that I didn't miss anything. All right, just waves. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you have questions after I end this, so I'm going to jump off now. But if you have any questions for me, feel free to send me a message, um, a private message. You can send me an, a message on Facebook or Instagram, or my email is allison at allisonholly.com. And I hope that even uh, that even just this one hour has impacted your life and helped you move through something. So I'd love to hear from you regardless. All right, you guys, take care. Have a beautiful Tuesday and talk to you soon. Bye-bye.